Hi, everyone. It's Melinda Garvey with the See It To Be It podcast. This week, we have another great interview with an incredible role model. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the See It To Be It podcast. This is Melinda Garvey, your host. And as always, I'm super excited to bring you yet another incredible, relatable role model. And this is even more exciting because I'm bringing you someone from basically halfway around the world in Singapore. And she's an incredible woman who's doing so much for other women. So we sure appreciate her. And I can't wait for you to meet her. So today we are welcoming Janisha Alora, And she's the founder of Soul Rich Woman, which is a leading network for female entrepreneurs in South East Asia. Welcome. Thank you, Melinda, for having me on your show. Glad for you to be here. So what I love to do to start is just to go way back. What was your big dream when you were growing up, when you were a little girl and going through school? And what did you think you were going to be? What did you think you were going to be doing? Well, because I started very early working at 14 years old and to support myself through school, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur because I find that within a single hour, I could earn more because when I was about 16 to 18 years old, I wanted to earn more within a single hour. So leveraging my time. So I kind of supplied like models and instructors to events and stuff. And because of that, I made more even though, you know, my commissions from those people were like, you know, a little bit lesser, but the total of the sum of the whole was so much bigger. So I thought, yes, I will want to be an entrepreneur to really earn more money and take care of my family. So that was what I was thinking mm. before. Oh, that's awesome. And so today, let's dive into Soul Rich Woman because it's so incredible. I love it when I mean, I interview so many different women doing incredible things, but I always get especially excited interviewing another woman who is really in this women's empowerment space. And I've been in it for a long time and I know how incredibly enriching it can be. So can you just tell us about Soul Rich Woman, how you got started and just what's your mission for the organization and what's your big dream for the women that you're connected with? So Soul Rich Woman, basically, we have about 200,000 women across the region and we are the leading female entrepreneur network. We only do one thing, which is to help women to go from offline to online. And what that means, we help women to get their voices heard, get them to shine, get their brand recognition, get more clients online. So through the power of what we call in our Soul Rich Woman blueprint, the magic wand. So the whole thing began when I was running my cafe retail chain back in those days and I was kind of based in Indonesia and I had all the things I could. We had 18 franchises and licensees, we went in three countries, but I was kind of feeling empty. I was feeling like, what else can I do with my life, right? And at that point, I kind of knew at the same time that my calling was somewhat greater and bigger than what I was, which was to help women, right? And the way I knew how was to reach out to them online and share with them my successes that I've gone through in my online business in 2013, you know, how I made $100,000 in three months and a million dollars in a year. And I talk about how to, you know, brand yourself and get yourself heard and seen in online space. And I consistently did it every single Wednesday back in 2014. I just turned on my webcam and I had no viewers, but I mastered the F word, which was funnels as well as Facebook ads. By doing this F word, I was able to get in people to watch the webinars. It was called Webinar Wednesday. And these women started to grow. So my viewership started from zero 
nobody to the sound of the crickets, then to the mm-hmm. first 10, to the first 100, and then in group. So that was in 2014, we were called the You Are Possible Academy. Later on, we rebranded in 2015 to Soul Rich Woman. The reason why we are called Soul Rich Woman, because we want to empower women to own and love the F word. Being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. Mm. Above all, family. Because when we have the F word, when, when we change a woman's life, her entire community benefits. Absolutely. And I'd love for you just to talk to me a little bit about Southeast Asia. You know, I saw that you do events in all the different countries in Southeast Asia. And what do you think about the state of women's equality in that area? Well, there is still definitely significant disparities, although we are definitely rising up. Having been in the women's space um, for the last six years, I can see that it's definitely getting better. For example, in Vietnam, when we first went to Hanoi to speak about, you know, getting yourself offline to online, becoming an entrepreneur, and we fall flat on our face. The reason was because in Hanoi, women generally are not encouraged to become entrepreneurs. And even if you are, you could only do it as a side hustle. Because you must go through that, you know, when you finish your university or school, you must find a husband, get married, have kids. So that's kind of the cycle. And the women over there are, they are seen as not filial if they were to be seen as an entrepreneur. So that's why most of them only do entrepreneurship on the side hustle. And then when we are in Malaysia, only one out of five women own a company in Malaysia. So we're of course encouraging women to start their own business and it's definitely evolving. I think only five to six women or even less are making $1 million in terms of revenue in Malaysia. So with this kind of numbers on hand, we know that there's more to be done. Uh, For example, equipping them with the skills and knowledge, that's one. Number two, helping them to get out of their fears and limiting belief because of societal restrictions. Number three, helping them to be seen that there's a community who is willing to back them up and support them. And doing that, this is what Soul Rich Woman is all about. We have the mentor and coaching aspects. We have the community and also we have a online network where they could, you know, kind of like be together and be here to cheer each other on because alone you are strong, together we are unstoppable. Oh, absolutely. I love that. That's a great saying. I know that your focus is entrepreneurship, but in some of my reading, the interesting thing about Southeast Asia looking at women within companies, you know, specifically tech companies, which of course is always a struggle to get to gender parity. And certainly we struggle with that in the US and it seems like that struggle is the same. But one thing they did point out is that actually, and interestingly, you mentioned Vietnam, in Vietnam, they actually have 22% of women at senior management levels. And I was kind of blown away because that's certainly far better than in the US. And thinking, hmm, maybe we need to start checking out what they're doing on the corporate side to help advance women as well. So I thought that was just really interesting. I think also because, I mean, the numbers could look big, but you need to also look at their earning and how much they are making within that organization. I have communities, the ladies whom are only making 300 US a month. I mean, and also even in leadership positions, they're only making $1,000 a month. So I think the percentage could speak about it, but I think for overall pay wage and, you know, that women could earn earning power is, I think, could have a lot of disparity in that sense. 
Absolutely. So what do you think is the number one thing or maybe the top three things? I think you sort of mentioned it, you know, briefly a minute ago, but that, you know, when you're talking to women, what do they feel like is holding them back? Oh, so imagine yourself on the racetrack. There are two persons. One is a lady and one's a guy. And usually in front of the guy is like their case, their work table, their bosses, their work to be done. But in front of a woman, there are children, the washing machine, the laundry, the dinner, the school, homework, and the household chores and everything else over there. So the top three limiting beliefs and things that hold women back is number one, they have forgotten completely about who they are and their dreams and that really do affect it. Because to them, by taking care of family, which is in our culture, which is family first, they have completely forgotten about self-care. So that is also what holds them back because they are already no longer confident. Because fabulous is one of the things that we work on for the women who come through into Soul Rich Woman, which is being fabulous. The second part is that they feel that they don't have the tools and resources to do the things they want to do. They could be not IT savvy. They think that social media is changing too fast. And by you know helping them and equipping them with the skills and knowledge, by not overwhelming them, that's why we have a step-by-step process to guide them through in our membership, right? And number three, what I see the most that's holding them back is that the support is not really that positive in the environment. Like we've got quite a lot of stay-at-home moms who join us for 10 years, for 14 years. And of course, I believe that their husbands are really doing them good, which means like they want to protect them. They don't want them to go out and then, you know, mix with other people or even, you know, doing the things that they like to do to protect them, right? But in other cases, it sometimes limits them because they have like what we call the dream slayers, the naysayers, and people don't know what they don't know. And you got to bring up their level of awareness and their consciousness. So when these women get their soul awakened, they already know that there's a possibility of having financial independence or freedom through other ways or, you know, when their minds are open up. But the people around them are not open up yet. So therefore having a, for us, what we do is we have a, like a lifestyle um, hub or club in every country where women could gather. It's kind of like a, you know, like co-working space, but it's not really a co-working space, like yeah. kind of like tables and chairs. It's like a home working space. So it's designed as a home. So all these homes are owned properties by the women themselves, some of the women who are willing to rent out like to partners of Soul Rich Women and make it like, you know, there's kitchen, there's like sleeping room and there's like working space and like there's like podcast room, there's like a webinar room and and the women just come two to four hours a day where they could book as because they are a member of Soul Rich Women and then use the headquarters to, to do their work and then go back to continue their housework because when they're at home, they get distracted by all the noises, you know. Oh, I've not cooked my dinner yet. Ah, oh, I've not washed the laundry yet. Oh, you know, my kids have homework is not done yet. So mm-hmm. this kind of noises just do this whole entire tug of war thing that affects the progress and plus the dream slayers and plus the naysayers. It gets even worse. And that's why it's important to create a positive, nurturing environment for women to thrive. And that's yeah. what we are doing here. 
I love it. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. So I want to delve a little bit into sort of your personal experience in business. And, you know, you said you started working when you were really young. I mean, have you ever felt sort of, I don't know, I want to say discriminated against or dismissed because you are a woman? I mean, here you own these franchise and kind of a powerhouse, you know, and I know that you sold to a public company, but were you ever dismissed as a woman? For me, I think when I was doing the PR and marketing side, when I transited from an image consultant running consultancy business to running the cafe retail chain, I was more discriminated because of who I had been because I was a beauty queen from a Miss Singapore. And, you know, you've seen me on TV, on radio, and magazines, you know, cover, send a spread, whatever. You know, I've been there. They know you. Yeah, they know me. And when I went to one of the business magazine or publications and I said, hey, would you like to feature our cafe and just talk about what we are doing? And the gentleman, I remember it very clearly. He said, you know what, Janisha? I think you belong better to the lifestyle section of that lifestyle magazine. Mm. And I felt completely judged and, you know, pigeonholed and stigmatized because of who I was or had been before. So in order to get that out of the way, I had to work extremely hard to rebrand my kind of who I was and how my positioning was and my messaging was. And it was really hard work. I had to work doubly hard to get people to say that, okay, I agree that you are a capable woman, not just a beauty queen, you know. And somehow this title as a beauty queen does have its, you know, curse and does have its benefits as well. So I was more judged based on that and I'm glad I have overcome it. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Since I'm also in the women's empowerment space, you know, I have a really keen understanding of the sense of joy and fulfillment that you get when you see women thriving. And I would just sort of like for you to just talk on a personal level, what Soul Rich Woman has meant to you and how it's really enriched and grown and changed you just by this interaction and your mission to help other women. I think it has grown me in quite a number of ways. But the bottom line was that the big why of doing Soul Rich Woman first is my legacy business. Number two, my mom has been my greatest inspiration. I didn't realize how like, important or big an inspirational impact it has on me until I look back and connect all the dots. And my mom was there for me at this personal level. And it's really deep in my heart because I almost wanted to commit suicide when I was in my teenage years because I was being bullied in school. And many times I... It was so terrible and I was actually sitting outside of the... Because in Singapore, we live in high-rise buildings. So we live on the 10th floor and my legs were already dangling out of the window. I was sitting on the window ledge and I almost wanted to jump. Somehow, you know, how moms have intuition to... Where's my daughter, you know, in the house? And then she just walked to the kitchen and she grabbed me without a spoken word and she yanked me off the window ledge and I fell to the ground with her and she kind of counseled me and said that you know you are big why what is a why you know you are alive because God has given you life and you know you are here because there's a bigger purpose for you and you know we are doing things together so I believe that my why is bigger than my how and back then my mom really was my why as well my mom and dad my brother were my why and even up to today is a big why and my mom is a great inspiration for you know being a leader also in the community and when I saw that I also want to do that in Soul Rich Woman as well at a personal level, 
interaction with my mom has transformed the way I look at this business. I really want to create a legacy. Number two, the interaction with other women in Soul Rich Women has really taught me a lot. Like, I mean, at my level, I could help women to the point of their, uh, when they start their business, I also have skill sets helping them to clear their Hindu inner healing work as an individual with our programs. But, you know, beyond that, there's so much things to learn from them as well, like parenting you have moms with four kids and they're really successful and a mom with three kids, they're really successful balancing both a family and their business. And, you know, I was able to help them in their business and teach me about life. So yeah. I think that's a beautiful part about exchange and knowing that you don't know everything, that always totally be humble and open-minded and be willing to receive that you don't know everything. And we accept that. And by only interaction with and knowing our mind, accept what we don't know, it's okay. And we continue to progress with them because when we come together, there's always strength in numbers and totally we can help one another to make changes and transformation in our business and life. And that's why it's the F word, you know, and it all comes together as one. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, and what a special gift to have a mom like that, have a role model, you know, throughout your whole life. That's an incredible gift. So that's wonderful. So I think you probably answered this question because it may be your mother, but you know, as a successful female entrepreneur, it sometimes can be hard to find mentors. So who do you look to for mentorship? My mentors um, throughout my life, I had different ones. So, but for business, I had this mentor. His name is James Wee. And he is the one who taught me how to go from offline to online. And he gave me a very balanced viewpoint on how business can be uh, from the lens of a guy. Because for me, I am actually quite, you know, how do I say this? I'm not trained in business. I'm actually an occupational therapist by profession. So suddenly you tell me what is online and what's the business. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, to me, the only way I know how is the only way I know how. So I got a mentor in to look at my blind spot. So he really guided me through my years. And I will say three things, how to choose a mentor will be more important. First, number one, you must be able to respect the mentor. Like seriously, we all have our own ego, our pride, our opinion. You listen to one year in, it travels in through the left ear and it gets out through the right ear. So we really want to be able to hear that person's opinion and recognize our blind spots and be able to kind of negotiate that. Number two is to really find somebody who they have the result that you want. So look at their result. Is it a direct result or an indirect result of the person? Whether, for example, let's say a lot of women join Soul Rich Women because they could, for example, have a mentor like me to guide them directly in their brand and their magic wand, right? And number two, they could join me because of the network that we have within the community, right? So wherever you're at, you're always welcome to join us here in Southeast Asia. Then number three, you want to be knowing that you are a teachable student because to find a mentor, if you're not ready, the master will not appear. I've seen too many mentees, you know, the women in our community, yeah. they say, oh, I'm looking for a mentor. Yeah, I want to be a mentor because there's the whole thing about this mentorship marketing that's going on in the market. But hey, you're not even teachable. You're just like, no, this is my opinion. They have their own, what we call the closed mind. They probably have attended many courses or seminars, but when they sit down and run through with the mentor, they have their like preconceived notions. They have like so many things that they can't even receive. So to find a mentor, eventually you need to empty your cup. 
first in order to receive and be willing to be teachable. Otherwise, you're just, you know, making yourself miserable. Right. Oh my gosh, that's excellent advice. And speaking of advice, what's the best advice you've gotten over these last years? What's that one go-to that you're like, yes? Quit thinking, start doing Mm. Don't be a perfectionist because (laughs) entrepreneurship is never about being perfect. We just keep tweaking Mm. as we go along. But too many women get stuck trying to be perfect, make the perfect funnel, perfect website, perfect branding, the logo, the colors must be perfect. But what's perfect is that perfect practice makes perfect, not practice makes perfect. Interesting. Yeah, I always say perfection is the enemy of great. It's hard to get to great when you're striving for perfection. Okay, well, as we close up here, we like to just get to know a little bit more about you personally. So we have our speed round, which is just quick answers. And since it is, as we're recording this, it's 7 a.m. your time, bright and early in the morning. So what does your morning routine look like? Oh, my morning routine, I wake up in the morning about five plus six and I'll do my quiet time. And then my day starts around 6.45 where I sit at my computer and I start looking at the task that I'm required to do. I have um, individual team meetings with my team, uh, but my team is our virtual team. And then I have a team of 21 and then it will start my day, whatever emails I need to reply. But I do mainly the overall planning and executing mainly on a 80% sales and marketing, 20% operations. So I only spend 20% of my time in ops and 80% sales and marketing because that's how we can really be efficient. So I love to have a team. I love teams because that's how we delegate and really grow our business and scale our business. So typically, that's how my day looks like. And I still do one-to-one coaching and I still do a lot of uh, you know online like clarity calls and Zoom calls as well. By the end of the day, uh, well, it's about evening time. I have my dinner and then I will end of the day by going for a long walk. Oh, very nice. So what are you currently reading or listening to? Currently, I was reading uh, Rich Woman when Kim Kiyosaki came to Singapore and I spoke on the same stage as her. So I wanted to you know, understand the queen of cash flow and how to grow my business with Kim Kiyosaki's advice. So that was what I was reading, Rich Woman by Kim Kiyosaki. Very good. And last question, what's one thing you can't live without? Oh, my mobile phone. <laughs> with all my apps and internet. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I hear you. The interesting thing is more and more, that's the main answer that I get from most women. So it helps us keep connected to our business life and our personal life. So that's great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and you sharing so openly and generously. And certainly there are so many incredible pieces of advice. So tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to find out more about Soul Rich Woman and maybe come to one of your events someday. You can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram via my handle at Janisha Allura, G-E-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A, Janisha Allura. And I have two gifts for you. One is the book that I wrote. It's called The Millionaire's Personal Branding Secrets. And also, how do you delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant so you can function in your zone of genius. And that is available at soulrichwoman.com, S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. So do connect with me. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Yeah, let's do it. Well, thank you. And if you are ever in the States, we certainly would love to help you in any way. And we will all be watching as you do your incredible work with the women in Southeast Asia. So thank you for all you do. 
Thank you, Melinda. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the See It To Be It podcast. For more female empowerment, inspiration, and advice, subscribe to our free weekly newsletter featuring a new woman to watch each week. And check out over a thousand more featured women at onthedotwoman.com. Know someone we need to feature? Reach out at onthedotwoman on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.